Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 186 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and in this episode, I focus upon several things that I really hope will be of great value to you as I talk about how we can let go and let God. In a particular way, I focus on how it is that we need to be interceding for our children, why it's important. I also share a bit about what prayer is going to help you grow in trust so that you can let go and let God. And also something that most people aren't even familiar with, the fact that Praying a decade of the rosary can help you find answers to your most difficult questions. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And I also know my prayers that it helps you be able to let go and let God. Enjoy and see you on the flip side. Christina Simmons with Say Yes to Holiness here. And just a brief reminder, still trying to get the word out about the Say Yes to Holiness podcast and also the YouTube channel. So if you're finding any of this content to be of value, please make sure to one, subscribe, and then two, share it. You know, share it with people that you think would benefit from it. So without further ado, let's get into our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet today. So our food for the head comes from St. Jose Maria Escriva. He writes, Christian optimism is not a sugary optimism, nor is it a mere human confidence that everything will turn out all right. It is an optimism that sinks its roots into an awareness of our freedom and the sure knowledge of the power of grace. It is an optimism that leads us to make demands on ourselves, to struggle, to respond at every moment, to God's call. So Saint Jose Maria is one of my favorite saints. Um, he is the founder of what is known as Opus Dei. But one of the reasons why I love him so much is because he focused very much upon helping lay men and women, in particular, live lives of sanctity as they pursued holiness. And this is so important for each of us to be able to pursue what it is that God has created us for. And St. Jose Maria knew that optimism, hope, was necessary in order for us to remain faithful to that journey. But what is one of the biggest challenges that our world faces today? What is the biggest thing that almost anyone that you encounter who is not a person of faith, but even those of faith, 
but especially those who are not a person of faith. And it is, it's a, it's a struggle and it's a challenge to fight off despair. Our world is screaming out for hope. It's screaming out for optimism. It's looking for anything positive that's going to show that everything is going to turn out okay. But interestingly enough, the good news, the fact that we aren't just random molecules that came together, but rather we were intentionally formed and created for a unique and unrepeatable purpose, that our lives have meaning, that we are loved so much that although we struggle against our own nature at times with concupiscence, we are loved so much that our own creator came and spent time with us so that he could share with us what we needed to do in order to be with him for all eternity. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that we might have life, eternal life. This is the essence of the good news. This is, should give everyone hope. But instead, our world looks at it as fairy tales, as myths, that people who are less than, people who aren't able to live in the real world, quote unquote, are turning to in order to be able to deal with things because they can't deal with the you know real truth but the fact is is that jose maria lived through the terrible years of the first world war and the second world war and also the spanish civil war which was happening at the beginning um, you know, in between the First and Second World Wars and was happening at the beginning of the Second World War. This occurred in his home nation of Spain. And he's not speaking of, as he himself says, it's not a sugary optimism or simple human confidence that everything's going to be okay. No. He realizes that optimism has to have deep roots in our freedom to choose, and the knowledge of the power of grace. In our world today, there are so many shootings and wars and violence, and there seems to be so much of thought extremes going, you know, anything goes for our behavior, um, especially anything that seems to be restricting our freedom. Um, and this is why we need to remember this truth of the power of optimism. People talk about it as the power of positive thinking, uh, but it's kind of, you know, looked upon as you're, you're deluding yourself. But that's not true. Optimism that we're talking about here is what is going to give us the courage to struggle, to persevere, to respond to God's call to be who he created us to be in the midst of all of our disappointments and struggles and even in the midst of persecution we have to keep this optimism at the forefront what's our why 
Why are we on this path of discipleship? Why are we freely choosing this yoke of Jesus? And we don't get to take it off when the going gets tough, but why are we choosing it? It's because we believe in God's promises. These aren't fantasies. These are real. This is realer than real. We can't get discouraged. Jesus promises to walk alongside us and to carry the yoke with us. He promises to give us rest and peace, especially when we're feeling our burdens. But don't we very t many times refuse to rest? We believe that we have to be solving things. We take our eyes off of Christ, just like Peter did when he got out of the boat and was walking on water. He took his eyes off Christ, and what happened? He began to sink. Why did he begin to sink? Because he gave in to despair. He's going, I know there's no way that I can handle the storm and the seas and all of what's going on. He forgot that Christ is the answer. We have to resist these same temptations of pride and self-reliance. I definitely know I do, especially also a lack of trust in God's care for us. We have to stay rooted in the optimism that Jose Maria Escriva talks about. We have to remember who we are as sons and daughters of God and remember God's promises to care for us throughout this life and into the next. And it's because of those promises that we have every reason to hope and to remain optimistic. Our food for the heart comes from St. Gianna Mola. She writes, Love your children. In them you can see baby Jesus. Pray for them a lot and every day put them under Holy Mary's protection. Such beautiful advice, particularly as right now we're heading into the fall season and for many of us who have children, they have begun school or they're in school or they're out and they're doing different things than they normally do. Uh, or I should say they're back into that routine because summer was when they were doing things they don't normally do. But one of the biggest things that we have to do is that we have to continuously intercede for them. In Moms in Touch International, there's a phrase which talks about, if you don't pray for your children, who will? And this is so important for us to remember. We have been entrusted with our sons and daughters. Even if you do not have physical, biological children, you have been entrusted with children. They are they, those that are, if you're an aunt or an uncle, there are those who are in your neighborhood. There are those in your parish. There are those who you encounter in the course of your day. And these are the young men and young women that God is asking you to intercede for. To place them under Holy Mary's protection is the greatest gift that we can give to each one of them. I mean, when I think back uh, to uh, going off, uh, you know, in the summertime, but it's even, you know, after school, because I had time, my mom was working and 
um, you know, uh, and, my, and my dad was as well, so I, I had time after school. And I would go off roaming around in the woods or doing things on a dare, like, for example, I'd jump off a 12-foot playground roof, um, you know, or I rode my bike off an 8-foot drop, um, but probably not the safest choices. But it's all a part of growing up, isn't it? To stretch and test our limits. Which is all the more reason why we need to love and pray for our kids. Because they're going to do dumb and stupid stuff. And this is why we have to intercede for them. Not just for the physical challenges, but especially for the inevitable spiritual temptations that are going to come up. When they're over a friend's house and an inappropriate movie or television show is being watched. Um, when their friends want to gossip about other friends. When they're encouraged to lie about where they're going or why. Uh, when they're encouraged or there's peer pressure for them to tease others or maybe even bully another child. In all of these situations, we have to be interceding that they make the proper choice. Now, we might want to believe that our kids aren't going to face these temptations, but the fact is, is that they probably already have. And we can't be naive and think that, oh no, my kid's never going to have to deal with that. No, we need to recognize that our children are on the front line and Satan and all of his minions are doing everything they can to get them to start down the road towards destruction early before they're fully formed before they have put on the full armor of God and this is why we have to help armor them we have to be asking Mary to protect our children one of the biggest things that we can do is that we can put the sword of truth, the breastplate of uh, righteousness, the helmet. Um, I'm getting it all confused. But the fact is, is that we can ask Mary to use their guardian angel or for her to send her legion of angels to place this armor on our children to protect them, especially spiritually, in the face of all of the temptations, so that they are able to be kept safe. And when we intercede for them, and we entrust them to Mary, then we're entrusting them to Jesus. And Jesus loves the little children. So this is why we must pray for our children. If we're not praying for them, who is? Our food for the hands comes from St. Therese of Lisieux. She says, Jesus, help me to simplify my life by learning what you want me to be and becoming that person. When we made our pilgrimage on the Camino uh, this summer, one of the biggest things that was hammered home was the fact of how much crap <laughs> How much stuff um, I had um, and you know it's little things it's pads of paper it's pencils it's you know it's all sorts of stuff that you ask the question 
do you really need these things? No, you don't. What do you really need? You need to simplify your life so that you can learn what Jesus wants you to be. And then do everything in your power to become that person. This is far more important for us to become who God wants us to be. And those are the actions that we should be taking rather than trying to acquire any stuff or having any experiences, go on amazing trips, all of that. Now, those amazing trips or having some stuff might help you become the exact person that God's created you to be. But what we tend to neglect to realize is that when we have stuff and we go and take vacations or get away or that kind of thing, how much time that takes away from being able to focus on becoming who God desires you to be. It takes time to take care of stuff. Got to wash the car, take it in for the oil change. You got to take care of, you know, all of that. Okay. Or all of us have been there. We're going on a vacation and all of what has to be done so that we can go on vacation or all of what has to be done when we come back from vacation. There's tons of things that take time and they divert our attention away from becoming exactly who we are supposed to be. This is why taking pilgrimages is the best way to do vacations is because hopefully you're using that time away in order to pursue becoming who God desires for you to be. So one of the things is, is that when we are focused on ourselves and our stuff, then it's hard to be present to others. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. There's a reason why many saints took vows of simplicity. It was so that they would be freed from all of those things so that they could take the time to learn what God has in store for them. Again, it's real easy to get caught up in all the doing but the question we have to ask ourselves is, am I doing these things to help me become who God wants me to be? Or am I doing these things because I have to take care of things that I don't really need? Or maybe it's not possessions you need to worry about. Maybe it's the activities you're spending your time on. Is God coming first? Maybe you're spending too much time on TV or binge watching shows or watching sports or on social media or YouTube videos or whatever it is. Take the time to simplify so that you can become more fully who Jesus wants you to be because you have the time to do it. Our food for the feet comes from Father Jacques Philippe. He writes, We do not have to become saints by our own power. We have to learn how to let God make us into saints. This is something that we have to let go. I know I do. We have to let go of our plan. 
abandoning ourselves to God's will is about saying, Lord, this is my plan. And then saying, Lord, take my plan. And if it's good, great. But if it's not, help me see that it's not. Help me set it aside. Help me have the courage to set it aside and to trust whatever plan it is that God has. But the bottom line, though, is that regardless of what we do, it's not by our power that we will be able to finish the journey and become saints. It's God's power. St. Paul speaks about this when he writes that it's God's power that's perfected in our weakness. But how many of us are willing to appear weak or actually be weak so that God can shine through? I know I struggle with this pretty significantly. I don't want to look like I'm incompetent. I don't want to look as if I can't take care of things. I don't want to look like I'm ignorant. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that is going on. And it's something of where I want to do something for God rather than allowing God to do it through, with, and in me. All of that is pride. Again, for me, pride. And I'm sure many of us struggle with this too. But we have to be willing to set aside our plans and trust God's plans. I'm pretty sure the St. Paul had no idea what God had in store for him. I think he probably had an idea that he was well-formed. You know, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had chained under Gamaliel. He, you know, he, he was the best of the best. And I'm sure he's thinking that my plan is that I'm going to take care of this little faction of, you know, dissenters, those who call themselves the way, and I'm going to bring glory to God by getting rid of them. He probably had not a clue that the way was going to become his way. At least not until after Damascus. But Mary and St. Joseph are probably the best examples that we can look to about how can we set aside our plans and trust God's plans. I know Mary and Joseph, prior to the angel visiting Mary, had to have sat down or had conversations about what they wanted to do, what they thought that their married life would look like. And then they had to set them aside and trust God instead. In the process of doing that, though, they each became saints. And that is exactly what God is inviting us to. Because Mary and Joseph aren't the only ones who followed that path. Every saint throughout history has done the same. And if we want to be saints, if we truly want to become holy, then we too need to learn how to do this. And again, we come back to Mary, just as we were entrusting Mary with our children, and she entrusts them to Jesus. 
In the same way, we can learn to let go of our plans and trust God's plans by spending time in the school of Mary. I absolutely love that phrase, uh, St. John Paul II. You know, uh, that's at least that's where I came across the phrase and uh, was from him telling us about the school of Mary and to sit at the feet of Mary alongside Jesus and learn. And every time that we pray the rosary, we sit at her feet. And as we pray, we learn to let go and to let God. And we allow God to fill us with his grace and his power so that we will be able to become saints. If we set aside our pride and our self-reliance and our distrust, there's a lot that has to happen. One of the things that I suggest you know, for you, and I'll bring it up in my resolutions, but one of the most powerful things that we can do as we sit in the School of Mary is to bring up a question that we are struggling with and to bring that question to Jesus through Mary, to Jesus through Mary. And what we do is that we bring that question to mind and then we pray a decade of the rosary and we allow the Holy Spirit through Mary's intercession to come and illumine us, to illumine our minds with the wisdom of God, with his perception and with his courage to do what it is that we're being asked to do. So if you haven't tried that before, I highly encourage you to do so. It'll be one of my resolutions. There'll be a couple of others. But the fact is, is that sitting in the school of Mary is one of the most effective things that we can do as we journey towards holiness. Because that is exactly where God wants us to be. God wants us to be rooted in optimism, to be an intercessor for others. He wants us he wants to show us how we can set aside things and activities in our lives so we can become who it is that he created us to be. And in the midst of all of that, God is going to give us his rest and his comfort. And this is why when we come to Mary, she shows us how to enter into that rest. And when we're attentive to all of these practices, then we become his true disciples. Disciples who are full of joy, disciples who are untiring as we seek to give comfort and rest to others, and especially disciples who desire to move the hearts of others so that they too may come to know Jesus and be lifted up and be comforted and be given rest and become saints alongside us in heaven. So what might be some resolutions from our conversation today? Well, to begin with, as I mentioned already in the podcast, one resolution is for you to pray at least one decade of the rosary each day and do it with whatever question or concern that is on your mind 
do that intentionally and allow those answers that the Holy Spirit wants to give you come to you through Mary bringing you to her son, Jesus. The second is go and pray the Susispe prayer by St. Ignatius. It is a beautiful prayer that will help you grow in trust. The Susispe prayer, S-U-S-C-I-P-E, has been around now for almost 500 years. And it's the one that is Take, O Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. Whatever I have or hold you have given me, I restore it all to you and surrender it wholly to be governed by your will. Give me only your love and your grace, and I am rich enough and ask for nothing more. Use that to grow in trust. I can guarantee it will help. And finally, and definitely not least, Intercede for your children, but not only with prayer. Make sacrifice too. I know for all you parents out there, you might be thinking, but Christina, I sacrifice every day. Yes, we do, but sacrifice with intentionality. When you make those sacrifices, say, Lord, I'm making this sacrifice in union with your will for my child knowing that your plan for them is far greater than anything that I could even imagine. So I hope that those three resolutions help you put into use all of what it was that we talked about today so that you can continue to grow in holiness by doing whatever it takes so we can tell the master of death, not today. Hey there, Christina Simmons, and just wanted to briefly invite you to participate in another special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, and this is the Summer to Fall Audio Online Retreat. This retreat's going to be CS Reading from the Spiritual Classic, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom John Baptiste Chattard, and it's going to also include a brief reflection and a daily resolution that's all designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So I invite you to join me for this special way for you to be able to continue to journey towards holiness. Just go to the website, say yes to holiness.com, and sign up today. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.